Good evening and welcome back to our continued learning of Hilcha Shabbos every Thursday night as a schus for all of Kal Yisrael and specifically those in Eretz Yisrael. We should all be zeichet to see Rafuas, Yeshuas, and Nechamas, and we should be zeichet to be makabel pnei Mashiach b'meheira. Going to finish up this week with the halachas of Hamaytzi lachemishna, and Rish Hashem next week we will continue to move on to the halachas of the actual Sudas of Shabbos. Three halachas that come up this week: one which will be discussing the actual bread, and two are discussing back, moving back a step, and discussing the washing of Hamaytzi that. Needs to be done before a person is able to participate in the Lecha Mishnah. And the first halacha we're going to discuss is not a halacha which is only relevant to the bread that one is washing for Hamitzion by the Sudis of Shabbos, but as we'll see, it's a halacha which is really relevant to all of Shabbos, yet nevertheless, it's a halacha which the Meshavura brings in when he talks about the concept of baking challah on Erev Shabbos. And this is the halacha of eating pas palter on Shabbos. We know that many of the elite have a leniency. And it's a leniency which is found, as a, found in halacha that although one is forbidden to eat bread, which is baked by a non-Jew, even if you know that all the ingredients, and you can ascertain that everything is kosher, nevertheless, there's something called pas akum, and it is forbidden. Nevertheless, many have the leniency to eat something which is called pas palter. Pas, which is made by a baker. And therefore, any bread or any cooking or any pretzel that was made by a mass produced by a factory is going to be called paspalter and assuming that you have a proper hexture in it that is going to be paspalter and many have the leniency to eat it throughout the year and asari simei tshuva we know that the Shulchan Aruch brings down and many have the custom to refrain from eating any paspalter during the asari simei tshuva and the Mishnabura brings down that not only during the asari simei tshuva should one be careful but on Shabbos as well one should be careful to refrain from partaking in paspalter, which means that the challah that one eats on Shabbos for the Sudas should not just be any standard challah made by a mass, produced by a massive non-Jewish factory, which has a hechshar in it, but rather should be bread, bread, which is baked by a Jewish baker, which is based by, baked by a Jewish bakery, and has the status of pas Yisrael and not just Paspalter. The Mishabura speaks out as well in Sharatzin that this does not only apply to the challah that one makes a on, but the cookies, the food that's eaten during the Kiddush as well. And therefore, many have the custom that they'll eat Stelladora cookies, for example, during the week. Those are considered to be Paspalter. They're cookies which are made, mass produced by a factory, a non Jewish factory with a proper hechshar in it. The Mishabura says that it's preferable. It's not forbidden, but it's preferable that one refrain from eating those type of cookies, those type of cakes which are mass produced, those kind of breads which are mass produced by non-Jewish factories, although they're kosher, 100% kosher, one should refrain. And the reason is very simple. The same way during the days of Aserosim Tshuva, one holds himself to a higher standard. The Mishabura says on Shabbos as well, one should hold himself to a higher, him or herself to a higher standard and therefore be more careful on a halacha that they would be lenient on during the week. Perhaps another reason brought in the Paiskim as well is that Shabbos is Oisi Beinu Yisrael. Shabbos is a unique gift which is given to only Klal Yisrael. A guy does not have the capability to be Shemer Shabbos and a guy that would keep Shabbos would be Chayav Misa. And therefore in order to show that we're different, in order to create that separation between us and the nations of the world, which is so visible to all of us on Shabbos, to everything else we do on Shabbos, the Mishabur says one should also be careful what type of food eats on, one eats on Shabbos and to eat only food, which is Pas Yisrael, only food which is made by Yid. So again, to... to conclude. It is not forbidden to eat pas akam on Shabbos, pas palter on Shabbos. Nevertheless, Meshavur says the proper thing to do is to refrain, not only from the challah but from the cookies, the cakes, the one eats on Shabbos, the pretzels, one should be careful not to eat pas palter. And although there are many, many, many discussions and many variations of what exactly is included in pas palter, one should consult a rough to find out what is included in this and how makbid and how, how one can be makbid on Shabbos on pas palter.
The next halacha we're going to discuss does not pertain specifically to the washing that one does on Shabbos and to the achila of Lechem, of Lechem Mishnah, that one does on Shabbos, but really pertains every time a person washes their hands throughout the week, but it's relevant on Shabbos, and therefore we're going to discuss it over here because some of these are very practical, common shilas that come up. And those are the halachas of Chatzitza when washing one's hands. We know that when one washes one's hands for the Til Sedaim, the whole hand needs to get fully soaked by the water that's being poured over it. And therefore, if a person is wearing something or has dirt on their hand, there is something on the hand which would constitute a chatzitza that would invalidate the washing and they would need to wash again. And the question is, what exactly constitutes a chatzitza that would invalidate the washing? And before we discuss the practical questions, we'll discuss the rule. The rule is very simple. If something covers most of the hand, even if one does not mind that it's on one's hand, one is happy that it's there. For example, a glove which would be on most of the hand, that is going to be a chatzitza. Similarly, if something is only on a small part of the hand and one does not want it there, even if it's only a small amount of dirt or something similar to that that one does not want on their hand, one is not happy that it's there, that would also constitute a chatzitza. Again, if it covers most of the hand, even if you're happy that it's there, it's a chatzitza. Similarly, if it covers a small part of the hand and you don't and you do mind that it's there, that is also going to be a chatzitza. And therefore, let's discuss some of the practical shells and perhaps some of the ones that come up more commonly by women than by men. And the first one is removing rings. The Ramah speaks out that even if the ring is loose and water can technically get in between the ring and the finger and therefore it should not constitute any chatzitza because it is not, it is not getting in the way of the water fully covering the hand, the Ramah nevertheless brings down that all rings should be removed. The only exception to this rule is is if one wears the ring all the time. If a woman wears her rings all the time, she needs dough, is the, is the example brought by the Paiskim, and when she needs the dough, she needs it with her rings on. She doesn't mind keeping her rings on at all time when she's doing work, when she's changing the baby's diaper, when she's sleeping. She's always wearing her rings. When she's showering, she's always wearing her rings. Those That would be a scenario in which a woman would not need to remove the ring. However, if a woman removes her rings occasionally, she removes it when she's washing when she's washing the baby, she removes it when she's kneading dough for challah, those rings, those rings are considered to be something that a woman is makbed on. She does not always want on. She takes off occasionally because she's nervous they're going to get chipped. She's nervous they're going to get lost or ruined. And those rings would need to be removed. So again, rings which are worn all the time all the time, which means all the time, except for when a woman goes to the mikvah, those rings do not need to be removed. Rings which are moved even occasionally need to be removed when a woman washes for Natila Sedai. The next halacha, which comes up commonly when we refer to chatzitza, especially for women, is his nail polish is a manicure considered to be a chatzitza. So going back to the rules that we discussed, when it comes to washing for Natil Sidayim, if something is only on a small part of the hand, which definitely a manicure is only on a, only on a small part of the hand, not on rave, not on most of the hand, and it's something that a person wants there, and therefore nail polish is not considered to be a chatzitza. However, if the nail polish has gotten chipped to the point that a woman would not be seen outside with it, a woman would be embarrassed, a woman would not want it on her hands that way, that would be considered a chatzitza, and she would need to remove it before Natila Sedayim. Let's move on to band-aids. Band-aids are something which is also very commonly found in a person's hand. A person has a wound, a person has a cut, a person has something which caused them to put on a band-aid and then they find themselves needing to wash for Natila Sedayim. The Mishabura says that a band-aid is considered to be that part of the hand does not need to be washed at all. It's considered a it's considered as if that part of the hand is not on the hand at all, and therefore a person can have a bandit on their hand and does not need to be worried that part of the hand does not even need to get wet at all. A person can cover the band-aid 
and not, and not get the band-aid wet at all and just wash the rest of the hand. One should be makbid, and this generally is done anyways, that when one is pouring over, one pours at least a revius of water, a little bit more than three ounces of water over the hand in order to ensure that no water touches the place of the band-aid, the place which is not getting washed, and then will roll that water will become tummy, and then will roll onto the rest of the hand. But typically, a person does wash with that amount of water, and therefore simply, if a person has a band-aid on their hand, and they want the bandit to be there, they still have a wound or a cut, it's going to be painful for them to take it off. That would not be a chatzitza at all. And even if the bandit covers most of the hand, that would not be an issue because as we said, the bandit constitutes a part of the hand that does not need to be washed at all. However, the Mishabura speaks out. If one has a bandit on their hand that could be removed and one just has been lazy and hasn't taken it off yet or just hasn't gotten the time to get around to taking it off yet and there is no wound or cut underneath and one would be happy to remove it, that is going to be considered to be something which should be removed, that is considered to be something which one has mocked on, and therefore even though it's only on a small part of the hand, that should be removed before Anatil Al-Natil Sedeb. One last halacha, which is not so much a halacha about Rechatzitza, but it's a halacha which comes up throughout the Sudas often, is if a woman goes out to change her baby's diaper, and this halacha would apply to men as well obviously, but if a woman or man would go out to change the baby's dirty diaper in the middle of the Suda, and they find themselves touching, touching soya, touching excrement, they would need to wash Natilas Yadayim again as if they were washing for the Suda. However, they would not wash with the Bracha. And that is an important halacha to remember that you can't just come back to that table simply with just washing your hands with soap. You would need to wash Al Natilas Yadayim two times, two times over one's hand in the same way one would wash before the Suda, however, skipping the Bracha of Al Natilas Yadayim. Have a great Shabbos and a Mitzvah next week. We'll continue with some of the halachas of the actual Sudas of Shabbos beginning with Friday night, Shabbos day and moving on to the Suda of Shalashadis. Have a great Shabbos.